Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, you all didn't know the old me that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's all a true story, by the way. Welcome to the RP Show. RP here. Moose Dupont there. He's brought right. his own coffee uh, out here today. What are you doing over there? What I'm do you got? Coffee. Caliber coffee? Caliber coffee in a, in a French press. We've been distracted this morning, so I didn't get around to making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And actually, who was that back there? 15 seconds ago, we weren't sitting in these chairs. We were out in the lobby, and somebody yelled, <laughs> It was out on the intern. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, right. I didn't recognize the voice. <laughs> I've, does Alan have a voice? Not that loud. So we're here. We made it. We always make it. Yes. How about that? How about that? It is episode number 493 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We welcome in Canadian sports fans from around the world and our <clears throat> American neighbors. I'm excited about uh, the guests today, as always. Give me a lot of hockey talk. We got Jason Greger coming up from TSN Edmonton. Nice work, Clark. I said, can we get somebody from Edmonton to talk about the orders and what's going on there? Obviously, quite the up and down week for them. Uh, Eric Engels will join us from Sportsnet Montreal today as well. Huge game tonight. The Montreal Canadiens looking to stave off elimination as they host the Toronto Maple Leafs in game six of that series. So are you excited? What do you what's your prediction for your Leafs tonight? It'll be I don't know if it'll be over tonight, but I don't see the Leafs, you know, stumbling at in this series. But to be honest, I'm not really excited about it because, again, you said it's boring. I won't go that far because it's still my team. My team's never boring, but it's, it just doesn't feel like any urgency, right? It doesn't feel like anything special. I'm, to be honest, I was more glued into the two games last night, the, oh, yeah. the Panthers game and, and, the, and the Golden Knights game, um, and looking for game seven tomorrow. Well, let's quit dilly-dallying and get into the quick six show topics let's then. I like it. it. I, like, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Thank you. And I noticed, by the way, somebody said there's no YouTube. YouTube's not up today. The fellows were telling me that there's uh, YouTube's been, had gremlins. Blame YouTube, of course. Of course. Could never be our thing. Pat McAfee, <laughs> Pat McAfee was off the air yesterday, I understand. Because his is a YouTube show. So if you can't find us on YouTube, you're obviously not on YouTube. So go to uh, Facebook Live or Game Plus TV, which is where we are today. Making a lot of new friends through Game Plus viewers, too, oh, by the yeah. way, if you've noticed. The, the mail is up. It's yep. going through the roof. Big time. So my NHL leftovers from last night, from uh, Wednesday night in the National Hockey League, coming up here right now. Uh, what did I have? Okay, it doesn't matter what, who the goalie is for the Vegas Golden Knights if they can't score goals. And I think we can sit, settle in on this for a while. Gotten a bit of an argument with our intern, Rachel. 
because she's in Toronto. And she said that the Golden Knights made a mistake by starting Marc-Andre Fleury last night. She said they should have started Robin Leonard. And I said, really, does Leonard score goals? And I just realized I need to just back away from my phone on nights that my team's playing, especially when they lose. (laughs) And one thing about Rachel, our intern from Centennial College right in Toronto, she likes to stand back and just chuck bombs. (laughs) She's not afraid. She wasn't backing down. So uh, to put it this way, Robin Leonard, sorry, Marc-Andre Fleury is not the problem with the Vegas Golden Knights because he can't score goals. They lost 3-0 in Minnesota last night, and I'm upset because it's going to Game 7 in the Fortress tomorrow night. And by the way, my second leftover says that wasn't goaltender interference last night. But again, I probably should just put my phone down when my, when my team's playing because you don't see things... Clearly. But to your point, Peter DeBoer is not in his coach's office this morning being like, ah, the goaltending was our problem last night, <laughs> no. right? He's looking at, why didn't they score enough goals? If it was a one-goal game and it was a couple of bad goals that changed the, the game, then you know, maybe you second-guess that decision. But I don't know that he or Kelly McCrimmon or anybody is second-guessing the goaltending decision. I think it's, how do we generate some offense against this really good defensive group in Minnesota? I mean, there's barely, was there even 50 shots between the two teams last night? It was a really quiet game. It was a quiet game. The Minnesota Wild are beating the Vegas Golden Knights at their own game. Yeah. And it's disturbing. James in uh, Henderson, Manitoba is watching. Sorry, James Henderson in Borden, Manitoba is watching. Where did it go? I thought of you, Rod. I was watching Vegas lose. I have zero sympathy as a Jets fan. Hey, James, I didn't ask for your sympathy. Uh, Point three, Ethan Bear is our brave warrior which he is, and I don't need to go any more down that road. Uh, we discussed it yesterday. We're all standing with Ethan. New York Islanders continue to be my dark horse. Been getting asked a lot on these shows. And by the way, I'm on CJOB Winnipeg in an hour with uh, Cam Poitras talking about uh, this next round. And he's got, he says in Winnipeg, they all think the Bruins are going to beat the Islanders in round two. And I said, you go ahead and think that. I'm not jumping off now. I know. Why would you jump off now? I mean, the Bruins are good. They're good. But so are the Islanders. And we know the, the Barry Trotz magic, right? And, and he just knows what strings to pull. They've shown in that Pittsburgh series that they can get a little greasy, right? And play a little back alley hockey. We've seen that in series. They're getting good goaltending. Islanders can pull it off. Uh, absolutely, they can. And Joe Lazito is watching from Long Island. He says, good morning, Rod Moose and RP crew. Pretty great day here on Long Island. Let's go, Islanders. And then the other leftover was that I can't believe Florida and Tampa Bay have never met. They've been in the NHL for almost 30 years. How does this not happen? They've had reasonably good teams, especially Tampa. They're in the same division. How do they never meet till now? I know. Wild. And it was wild. I hope it it happens more often. I mean, Florida just didn't get enough timely goaltending in the series. Um, I thought they, they, they went toe-to-toe with Tampa. And, you know, you want to say whether they controlled play or didn't control play. The truth is they lost the series. So they didn't play better. But it was fun. And I hope it happens again and again and again. Darren and I have talked about this. We can talk Stanley Cup playoffs for two hours every day and we'll be just fine. But we do need to move on. <laughs> right? So, oh, yeah, from uh, Catlin Hogan. Watching on Facebook, he says, absolutely was goaltender interference. The right call was made. Well, you're a wild fan, and it's my show, so go get your own show. 
How about that? I'm annoyed. I know. Uh, point two, the Blue Jays were rained out in New York, so the Alec Manoa debut gets pushed to today. It's going to be a doubleheader in the Bronx. Uh, I wrote the times down here. 12.05 Mountain, where we live, and uh, 5.05, the second game of the doubleheader, roughly. Oh, by the way, there's a huge furor breaking out. I'm not following the NBA playoffs as much as I have to. Like, if there's a night off in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'll watch it. But are the Knicks playing the Rockets right now? Do you guys know? Allen knows. Ru- Allen? The Hawks. The Hawks. Okay, well, who's Russell Westbrook playing for? He got popcorn dumped on him. The Wizards. I'm loosely following this this morning on ESPN. Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him last night. I thought it was in New York, and there's this huge thing going on. Philly? I don't know. Whatever. He got popcorn dumped. It was in Philly? Okay, thank you. Alan, the intern's really stepping up today. Well, last week when you were gone, I had him send me the NBA report in my (laughs) inbox so I could read the bullet points, and he was talking. Can I get that, Alan? Eddie, it doesn't matter. They're all going nuts that Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him last night, and they're saying, this is it. The fans should be banned forever. And what would have happened if Westbrook had gone into the crowd and assaulted the fan? No, it was in New York. But somebody got spit on last night. That happened, too. Fans are back. We're back. (laughs) And we're in a pandemic, and we're spitting on people. So I just find it funny because here in the sweatpants capital, you've never really seen it, but our fans, to throw stuff at at opposition happens all the time, man. Are you kidding me? It's not even a thing. It's not even news. It's a Monday if we're throwing (laughs) stuff at uh, at the players. So have we come so far in society now that, you should have never been able to throw stuff at the players. I understand that. But really, you were just tossed out. That was the worst thing that would ever happen to you. And now they're talking about a lifetime ban. That's what, that was the worst thing. And they, they had it in their, in their you know, facility meetings. They're like, okay, when the fans throw stuff, let's just make sure they don't have glass bottles. So let's put all the beer in plastic cups. So when they throw it, they're not going to kill anybody. Right? They plan for that. That's why you don't have glass bottles or, you know... Uh, things like that yeah. in the facilities because they anticipate it. At least you would think. I'm just so, I'm, I'm so used to it. And I'm glad that Joe Lazito is watching in Long Island because way back when we started this show, and I don't even know how Joe found us, and we were only digital, not live streaming, I said, oh, I'm just too old. I think I'm out of touch. I don't think I should be hosting a show. Remember me saying that? I'm yeah. like, I'm just too old school. And he's like, no, no, you're vintage. So my point is, in Seattle one night, and you've heard this story, and man, am I getting sidetracked, but we had a goalie by the name of Andy Adams with the Regina Pats. He was 20. And brawl breaks out in Seattle in the Key Arena where the Kraken are going to play. Fan reaches over the glass, dumps a beer on our coach, Rich Preston. He grabs a stick off the stick rack and starts climbing the glass. And our trainer, Torchy, grabs, pulls him down. It's chaos in the Key Arena. And Andy went out to the top of the circles and fans were throwing nachos at him and hot dogs and pie. He's just swatting them out of the air with his stick and his glove. And I'm like, yes, I love this. And like the next night, we're in Portland and it was Taco Bell night. So 7,000 fans got little Taco Bells like this, but just little ones. Well, so, when the, so something happened. Brawl again. It was the WHL in the, in the 90s. I'm getting pelted with these Taco Bells, right? And nobody was getting kicked out then. We just lived with it. Fun as hell. Is that wrong? Is that so wrong? Well, no. <laughs> it might be if it happened today. That's my point. Different world, yeah. But 
man, this is great times. Unfortunately, we have to just, you know, enjoy those memories and uh, understand that's probably like, not happening again. I remember it like yesterday. Yeah. Joe Lozito says old school is the only school, Roddy. I wonder. That? I wonder. Are we out of touch or is it going to swing back? Theo says the world is too far gone. It's too far gone. We just talked about it last week. It's not coming back. I know I'm not changing. Anyways, point three, uh, big crowds at NHL games. It is weird. And one of our P1s, Todd Pinckney here, says the fan had his season tickets revoked and is banned from the Wells Fargo indefinitely. I'm not condoning throwing things at the athletes, clearly. I'm just saying it used to not be that big of a deal compared to what it is now. But you're watching those NHL games I'm stunned when they said it's only 9,000 because it looks like 30,000 in there. Oh, it sounds like 30,000. Well, and that's what I said after game one in Florida, Tampa. 9,600 sounded like 96,000. Like, it was incredible. And so I like that. And they've got a great atmosphere going on in Florida when they traditionally only get 7,000. Keep those tarps with the sponsors, right? And use that to hide the empty seats. And it'll seem full. In Florida, when you come back and there's only seven or 8,000 in there typically on a night. Yeah. Awesome. From um, Paul Skibaris on Facebook, he says, shout out to Rich Preston, former WHL Jet, came from Houston, no? Yeah, but he came from Sheldon Williams Collegiate right here in the sweatpants capital. And his dad was the best general manager in Saskatchewan Rough Riders history, Ken Preston, by the way. He's my mentor in life and has been called the coolest man in the NHL. Rich Preston. Uh, Michael Quinn watching says, old school will come back. Maybe that should be the poll question today. If old school comes back, I'm here for it. Me and Lynch. Yeah, but not sure it's going to come back. It'll come back. 20 years from now. Come on. And they'll call this era old school. That's old school <laughs> hockey. Did you see that? He checked oh, him yeah. in the boards really hard. Old school. Yeah. Um, moving on, point four, Jason Kenny's proclamation. The um, Premier of Alberta expecting if all the targets are hit, that there will be full stadiums in Alberta. My brother proudly proclaims, because he was in the same class at Notre Dame High School with Jason Kenny, that my brother beat him in a debate. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no. Tells anybody that'll listen. I beat Jason Kenny in a debate at Notre Dame High School, Notre Dame College. Um, I don't know. Kenny's proclamation was subject to the long list of terms and conditions. That's the one thing. I want the CFL to play, but I see people were going wild about this. We're going to have false stadiums. We're playing. And then Dunk comes out with a report at three Dunk today that says not one province has approved the CFL's return to play. Not one. That was on three down today. And we talked about it in our morning meeting. Uh, you, you know, I said, we're getting tagged and stuff. People are saying, Rod, what do you think about this report? What do you think about that report? It's been too exhausting for me. It's been 15 months. I'll see in August. I've checked out. I'm following other things. But I will because this is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Ask you what you think about Jason Kenney's proclamation yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's positive that there's sure. a plan. Positive that there's a plan. And for me, you know, here's where I am on the vaccine in Saskatchewan. And, and so, you know, I've got my shot. But when it came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be front of the line to get a vaccine because I'm feeling pretty healthy. And it's the same vaccine. So I feel bad taking my 
vaccine away when my mom and dad could get their second shot. They could have the one that would go in yeah. my arm and they could have it. So put me at the back of the line. I'll get it. I've got no reason not to get it. I'm not against them, but I'm in no rush. And then Mo put out the plan that if we hit 70% of this by this date, we're going to open up phase two, 70% of 30 and over phase three, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not going to hold this back from getting to check one, two, and three. And I booked my appointment. I was there like three days later. Right. And I think the same thing can happen in Alberta is you put out the plan and it's like, oh, now I actually see some targets. Let's go get vaccinated and we'll be able to open up. So I think that's going to help get everybody on board. Seeing a plan is important rather than this open ended. We hope to get there if the vaccines come. Right. Well, specific Jeff in Calgary, the Stamps fan watching says suddenly Alberta may be the place to be if you want CFL football. I'm just following the news like the rest of you people. I don't have any ins. Thank you. I don't have any inside information. I'm tired of the roller coaster. I can't imagine the guys and girls that work in the CFL what they've been going through for 15 years or 15 months. Absolute straight stress and almost trauma, a trauma for them. So I'm hoping for the best. But it all comes down to the vaccine rollout. And there are high level people in the CFL that are very upset that the owners did not bite the bullet to play in a bubble. They're very upset. And can you blame them? But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not strapped into the roller coaster anymore. I jumped off. Point five, the National Cross League expanding to the Las Vegas uh, city for their 15th team. And point six, NFL notes. Clark just told me we've got 30 seconds. I got I to gotta roll. Jason Greger's up next. The warm-up's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs. 909 or Cole Avenue East. Hit them up tonight to watch Habs and Leafs. Right, going to Edmonton next. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, everybody. Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what? A couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld. It's sleek. There are no cords. It's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You get... want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm-hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. 
And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Howdy. Just want to tell you that the Prairie Mobile text line is open, and you can reach us here at 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS telemobility dealer. Uh, One has come in from the 801 Moose. Good morning from Salt Lake City. All right. Westbrook has had issues here as well. Funny that glad that Jazz got Mitchell back and righted their ship against the Grizzlies last night. Also forgot to give Darren props for his week behind the mic. Great job, Mouse. <laughs> I think he got caught by the autocorrect. No, he's just what jabbing. A bizarro world, by the way, in the NBA playoffs. Look what we got in the playoffs. Phoenix, Memphis, the Knicks. Talk about bizarro oh, world. I joked yet last week, you know, when, when I read Alan's update, they're going to play the first place Utah Jazz. And I'm like, <laughs> what? hands up if you just learned Utah's in first place, like is John Stockton <laughs> and Carl Malone back? Uh, the short shorts. Yeah. All right. Let's get him in. Let's get Jason Greger on our screen. Our longtime buddy from TSN Edmonton and Greger looking resplendent as usual. You know, our fans, our viewers really like the way you dress. Who, who dresses you? Buddy, I dress myself. <laughs> I, uh... I do, I do have a partnership, though, with Mr. Burks. Had it for many years. That's kind of what I wondered, uh, where you got your clothes from more than anything. And, Jason, I'll just say you convinced me our last chat that Tom Wilson didn't necessarily give Panarin a DDT. They did kind of wrestle to the ice. So I'm, list, I'm listening to you, okay? And I, <laughs> That's good, yeah. buddy. And I'm listening today about what you have to say about the Edmonton Oilers. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, hot week up there, huh? Well, you know what? That's one of the strangest series I've seen where a team can get swept and they outshoot them, they outchance them. They got the better goaltender in Winnipeg. There's no question about it. I think Winnipeg has better finishing depth than Edmonton. And really, what happened to the Oilers in that series, especially the two games in Winnipeg, they completely beat themselves. They're up four to one in game three, they dominated for 51 minutes. And then they completely soil the sheets. Josh Archibald takes a penalty that usually he would never take. Josh Archibald's not a dirty player. Like, you know, he doesn't have a Tom Wilson reputation of being someone who is out there running around with his head cut off. But he decided in a 4-1 game in the playoffs that now was the time he was going to get even with Logan Stanley. And it cost the orders. And then they couldn't stop the bleeding. That's one mistake. And then they made more mistakes. And then, you know what, uh, you look at Ethan Bear, whose puck moving is his best asset. And in game four, he threw up a pizza late in the game. They tie it. They go to overtime. Then McDavid has a turnover in the offensive zone. The orders get caught in the long change. Series over. And, you know, the playoffs are ruthless, Rod. The best team doesn't always win. Not saying the orders are the best team, but we've seen it year after year. You've got to show up. And a lot of times it comes down to which team isn't going to make the key mistake. And I felt Edmonton played well for long stretches, but then when they made a big mistake, it ended up in the back of their net, and the Jets didn't gift the Oilers the goals that Edmonton gifted them. There's the synopsis of a series right there. But you mentioned Ethan Bear. Can we please talk about him? Because he's a favorite son of this province from Ochapway's First Nation. He is a very bright young man. He's a very good young man. 
He's put up with a lot this week. What's your take? Have you have you addressed that at all? The racist uh, threats that he's had yeah. to deal with. You know what? It's unfortunate, but it's not unexpected. P- people on social media, uh, a small percentage, and I think we we always have to be reminded here. I would say the vast majority of people are good. They can have a heated debate, disagree with someone without having to resorting to name calling or insults, right? And then, you, of course, you go even lower in the gutter for racial stuff. And yes, I, I would love to see it because I didn't see the actual comments. I'm sure the gutless people deleted him or something <laughs> since, but I'm going to guess they didn't have the real name on it, right? It wasn't like, uh, you know, Rod Peterson or Jason Greger or Steve. Uh, McQueen were out there with a real name. They just hide behind anonymity. It's it's a bit. I hate social media for the anonymity part of it. I've kind of I've decided I don't respond to people who have some you know uh, fake name that isn't theirs. I just don't do it anymore. It's because they don't deserve my respect. If they don't, if if you can't stand behind what your opinion is and you have to hide behind it, I don't have any respect for you. So I think it's a small minority of people, but they get a lot of attention and. So, you know, I, I, I applaud Ethan Bear for standing up for himself, but he stands up for all Indigenous people and, you know, people of color, anybody who's a minority who, who is getting, uh, you know, the brunt of prejudicial or racist comments. And, you know what, I, I think it's a small minority, but we're not going to totally eliminate it, hopefully, but more people stand up. And, and I'd like to have a conversation with this person to say, what makes you think that that's right? Like, why do you think you could be upset? that a team lost. And you, if you want to say, hey, Ethan Bear, terrible giveaway, trust me, he's not learning anything from you. He already knows it was a terrible giveaway. So why do you have to make it about his his race or his skin color or anything else? Like that's, I'd like to have a conversation with these people to try to educate. As would I. And when you say you don't respond to them, I don't even read it <laughs> anymore. And my life is a lot better for it. Now, before we move on to other things, it was a pretty positive message coming out of the orders the day after with the news conferences there in terms of where this team is going. Nobody wants out, Jason, from what I could see. So what 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 do you think is the direction of this hockey club moving forward? Well, hey, hey, we talk about, you know, ridiculous comments, Rod. I'll say this, like, where do the stories emulate? Oh, McDavid's going to get tired. He's going to ask to leave. They emanate out of Vancouver and Toronto. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, why? Because McDavid in six years hasn't won a Stanley Cup? Yeah, newsflash, that's the norm, okay? It's hard to win a cup. He's made the playoffs three years. Yeah, they've only won one playoff round. Guess what? Washington won a cup. Have they won a playoff round too? about the blues like playoffs are hard man and the order's got to be better no question about it and you know this is the summer of ken to make a seinfeld connection it's the summer of ken holland this this summer sets up a lot of the future for the edmonton orders they've got cap space not like endless amounts that you can just make stupid signings but you've got to make smart astute signings and i think tyson berry is the poster boy for what you should do in edmonton we all know they don't have legit left wingers in Edmonton to play with Drysaddle and McDavid. Because make no sense, the orders are better when those two guys separate and they're on their own lines. You can put them together the odd shift. You can put them together on the power play. But if you want to go deep in the playoffs, they need to be your one and two center. No question. So get some better produ- proven top six forwards. And that's what Ken Holland's got to do. Like There should be left wingers out there in free agency. A guy like Thomas Tatar, who I don't think is going to command a long-term deal, but this guy can score. Over three years from 18 to 20, he had the 50 most points at five-on-five, Rod, because that's what's crucial. Edmonton needs guys who can produce five-on-five. Eugene Hopkins didn't do it. He's never really been a massive five-on-five point producer. He's good in the power play, and that's going to be an interesting one for me. Like, I would re-sign Nugent Hopkins, 
but not at the term that, that I'm hearing of like $6 million. I'm sorry. It's not a $6 million player because he doesn't produce a five on five. So can you find the right numbers in Edmonton? But it's all on Ken Holland. This He's got 25 years experience as a GM. He's got to show it what it is this year. Uh, actions speak louder than words. And I'll be waiting to see what they do for free agents and potential trades. You covered it all there. I was going to ask you about Nuge and where that fits in. I knew that you would know far better than than I. It was odd timing in a way that Wayne Gretzky stepped down the day after they get swept out by the Jets to go to TNT. You probably knew that it was coming. I didn't. But what is optically it didn't look great, right? Like Wayne's leaving the orders. What about that management yeah, structure and stuff? Yeah, well, Wayne, you got to remember, Wayne was in, like, you know, Wayne had a basically, a, hey, we have the best player of all time. We want him in our franchise, right? That's kind of what his role, right? He was the vice vice president to chair, vice chair, I guess, was his proper term, right? So uh, I think Wayne Gretzky was there more so not to make hockey decisions. See, it wasn't like he was in Ken Holland's ear. It was like, I'll say this, for any young player, when, when you get to kibitz and shoot the breeze with Wayne Gretzky, that's a good thing, right? He, he And he didn't hang around, like, obviously the last few years because of COVID. He wasn't around the room a ton, but he would make stops every now and then. And, and he's not the guy, like Gretzky, as great as he was, you know, he's probably the one guy that players should ask, like, how did you see this? How did you see that, right? Like, he raves about the young players and the speed of the game and all that. But thinking the game is where Wayne was on a different level than any player I've ever seen. So, you know, I, I don't know if, if guys are going to be able to think the game like Wayne ever, but losing him... I don't think it really will impact the uh, the organization other than the fact, you know, it was always nice if in free agency, Wayne Gretzky calls you up and says, hey, uh, Tyson Berry, it's Wayne Gretzky. How you doing? Uh, you know what? I think Edmonton's a really good place. Like that doesn't automatically sway someone's opinion, but I, I think it does matter, Rod, that, you know, you can have the greatest offensive player, the greatest player I've ever seen play in the game who dominated like no one else at his level at, at that time. So I think it would it matters. So it hurts you small, maybe in the odd free agents. But I'll say this: it's now up to Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. If Ken Holland has a list of guys, because let's, it's not like McDavid should be the GM. He doesn't go and say, "Hey, let's decide who we talk to." But if Ken Holland says, "Hey, these are the guys we think will be good fits," then I believe because it's not tampering. You're Connor McDavid. You're the best player in the game. You're Leon Drysaddle. You want a heart? If those guys call him and have a conversation, say, "Hey, this is what we're building. This is what we have. This is where I think you, why you can help us." That will carry weight, and that's kind of you know you you go for McDavid, and I think that probably will carry more weight for today's player than the greatest one in Gretzky. Jason, you're covering it all very well. Let me uh, just ask you this. Any thoughts on a Stanley Cup final matchup? I had thought of Vegas Islanders. It it could still happen. I'm praying it happens, but just because I'm a Vegas fan, what do you what do you see in here? Well, I had Colorado at the start coming out of. Well, I was going to say the West, but I guess it's not really the West this year. So they're they're in the West Division, but I like Colorado, man. They're just if they stay healthy, they're just so good. And uh, the other side, uh, you know, the other teams is kind of wide open now. Carolina, I like. I really like Boston. Ever since they acquired Taylor Hall, their top two lines are legit, and Tuka Rask is playing lights out. So um, I think I had Carolina and Colorado uh, to start, so I'll stick with it. But I, I don't feel overly comfortable about Carolina because they got to face the Bolts now, and that's going to be a pretty tough test for them if they get by Nashville. Hey, you watched Taylor Hall for a long time in blue and orange. Do you think he's never going to be the guy? I don't think you can make him a captain, but – in the role that he's in, is that is that what he should be aspiring to for the rest of his career, do you think? I think Taylor Hall will, will go down as as one of the biggest false narratives I've ever heard. 
and I, now admit it, I, I know Taylor Hall probably on a, on a closer level than a lot of people. Um, did Taylor Hall make a few mistakes when he was a young 19, 20-year-old kid in Edmonton? Off the ice? Sure. But on the ice, Taylor Hall was balls out all the time, right? He was on crap teams. He was top 10 in scoring. All you got to do is look at anybody who – look at his possession numbers his entire career. They've always been very good. And, uh, you know, he goes into Boston where – the funny thing is Taylor Hall never wanted to be the guy. It, it doesn't bother him. Like, the, the ridiculous narrative was, oh, uh, him and McDavid can't work together. Are you joking? Hall was loving it when McDavid was here because he didn't have to be the guy anymore. And the thing is, Hall's actually really good to talk to the media. So it's not like he doesn't like the media. He actually really likes it. And he likes being in a hockey market. Like, he eats, sleeps, breathes hockey. And he had some tough some tough times, but I don't care who you are. You're not, like, you're not carrying Arizona to the playoffs, right? Deep, they want around. You're not carrying New Jersey anywhere. He was the Hart Trophy winner, got him to the playoffs. They had done nothing before. Arizona hadn't been in the playoffs in seven years. So he goes to Boston now. You have a legit top-line player on your second line. That's what makes good teams. So I expect him to probably re-sign in Boston because he's comfortable there and they're going to like him and he drives offense. So he doesn't need to be a captain, Rod, and that's fine. But he's a he's a really, really good player and, and probably underrated. Like some of the dumbest narratives I hear, oh, Taylor Hall, can't, he's not going to make you win. I'm like, oh, really? What has he done since he went to Boston? Like grab a clue, Pete. International competition, he's been great. You're right. He's been saddled on some bad teams. Gregor, always love talking hockey with you, my man. Hey, Rod, what about the CFL, dude? Are we going to have some CFL this year? What is there to say? Listen, he's told me I got 60 seconds. What do you got on the CFL? Well, hey, man, I'm, I like to look for positive stories. And, hey, it looks like we might have, like, outdoor stadiums. It makes sense that so we can have people in outdoor stadiums by the end of the summer. So I hope everybody keeps getting vaccinated because that's what's going to help this. Get vaccinated. Like, listen to the scientists. Don't listen to some jabroni on Facebook. Yeah, I got mine. That? You got yours? Uh, you dude, must- I, got, I got my second one coming up here in a few weeks. I'm jacked. I forgot. You're old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got it. I actually have a... I have a I'm considered high risk, even though I don't think I am, but I have a blood disorder. So that's why I got in. I got my first gotcha. shot in like early April. So gotcha, buddy. All right. Good to hear. I agree with you. All right. Have a great day, pal. Thanks for the time. Rod, have a good one. I am younger than you. <laughs> I probably is. Jason Greger <laughs> joining us. How about that? Jason Greger from TSN 1260 Edmonton. We'll be right back with a sports update and more. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And Moose and all the crew. Hey, thanks. It's my favorite music of the show. Appreciate it. I noticed... We didn't get to the poll question today, and this was a Clark thing, wasn't it? Yes. This was Clark's question? Yes. I just want to sit here and listen to the music for a while. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, are the Penguins headed for a rebuild after a first-round exit? Of course, the Islanders took him out last night. This is Clark's question, producer Clark. The options are yes, trade Sid and Gino. No, keep doing what you're doing. Or three, a slight retool. And 61% are saying a slight retool. What are they? That's on Twitter? Yes. What are they saying on Facebook? 70% on Facebook. Slight, slight retool? Slight retool. Well, it was interesting. They were talking about it last night in between periods. 
and what Ron Hextall is going to do, what Berkey's going to do. You can, uh, you got Sid and Malkin. What are you going to do? I, I think you ride them as long as you have them. Isn't that your thing? It's my thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. It's Sid. Sid first and Malkin to an extent. They own the franchise. And I think when, when Brian Burke came on this program, he kind of, you know, you know, echoed those thoughts, right? He said, it's Sidney Crosby. I'm not trading Sidney Crosby. I can't trade Sidney Crosby. Right, it's unthinkable. He said. Right, and I think you kind of plan, and you have conversations with those two, but Sidney Crosby decides what Sidney Crosby is. He'll play there as long as he wants to. And if he wants to trade and say to the organization, go ahead, get as many assets as you can for me, then they need to have his blessing. It's no longer assets. It's no longer the GM gets to do what the GM wants and the ownership group does what they want. This is the franchise. And for the fans in Pittsburgh, you know, you got to understand you're either going to have one or two more runs at this, but you're entering the twilight years where it's not really going to necessarily be about winning every year, but it'll be about the Sid and Malkin farewell tour. And guess what? They've earned it to do what it, to play as long as they want in Pittsburgh and to call their well, own shots. It's an interesting topic. It's an interesting discussion because there are a lot of Penguins fans in Canada. Tons. You've noticed? And the reason, I think, is because they've been playing so late into the spring for years. I'm talking about young people love the Pittsburgh Penguins because it's what's been in front of their face. Yep. It's a thing. And, you know, Chris Bird in Toronto says that ship has sailed. James in Borden, Manitoba says they miss Flurry so bad. Jari sucks. Well, they made their decision, and that was to keep Matt Murray, and now he's not even there. Maybe they should have kept the flower. But that's that whole thing about a rebuild. If you're going to blow it up, blow it the hell up and, and trade those guys to teams that want them. But I think Berkey did say on here, this will be as much up to Sid, too. Mm-hmm. He, he will be brought in. The Tom Brady type of thing. What do you want, Sid? I would think that they would at least listen to his opinion. Oh, yeah. He's earned it. He is the franchise. It's the same as Mario, right? And I know Mario's the owner of the team too. So it's a little different when he's playing and he's, you know, in the ownership group, but it's the same situation. He gets to call the shots. He gets to call the shots. Interesting too. Um, Jasmine DeJarle is watching on Facebook. She says, Pittsburgh needs a goalie. As evidenced by last night's game, Maybe. But Tristan Jari had a pretty good year. And we watched him in junior here with the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's a tremendous goaltender. They made their decision. And maybe it hasn't worked out. I don't know. But it's not just Jari. He's a quality NHL starting goaltender, I believe. Well, and that's a little bit of the problem in society, too, is we're so focused short-term and just what happened today and the last at-bat, right? So I'm, I, I won't, you don't throw Jari out because of one playoff series, but it has to be at least top of mind. Can he get it done when it's, when, you know, it's pressure time in the playoffs? So I think you come to camp with Jari penciled in, maybe Casey DeSmith, too, as kind of your, your, your guys. But Ron Hextall will have to have a plan that if you get a quarter of the way through the year and Jari's not the guy, have somebody else that you're targeting or somebody else ready to go um, and, and have a plan. But I think Jari still has to be given some rope. Let's not forget the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins is Ron Hextall. So he knows goalies. He was one and a really good one. Yes. So if they need a goalie, he'll, he'll sort it out before we figured it out. Sports update, the Battle of Florida goes to the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Andre Vasilevsky wrapped up a series with a Game 6 shutout, stopping 29 shots in the Lightning's 4-0 victory over the Florida Panthers. The Lightning advanced to face the Carolina-Nashville winner in the second round. Did you know the Panthers haven't won a series since 96? You saw that? Yeah. How about that? I know. Good thing I didn't get that Panthers gear that I was going to order. It's nice gear. Beautiful. Kevin Fiala had a goal and an assist in the third period to break open a scoreless game. Cam Talbot had his second shutout of the series, and Minnesota beat Vegas 3-0 in Game 6 to again stave off elimination. The first-round series moves back to Las Vegas for the decisive Game 7 on Friday night. It is the first Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Derrick Rose scored 26 points, and the New York Knicks beat the Atlanta Hawks 101-92 in Game 2 to tie that NBA series last night. Game 3 is Friday night in Atlanta, where the Hawks will be allowed to welcome a full-capacity crowd for the first time. Trey Young scored 30 points for Atlanta after having 32 and hitting the tie-breaking shot in Game 1. Not sure if you saw the highlights. I was watching ESPN this morning, and the crowd in New York was, Trey's balding. Trey's balding. Did you see that, Trey Young? I guess it's a New York thing. Remember when John Tavares went back there with the Leafs and it was, where's my jammies? Yeah. It's bullying. It's harassment. <laughs> when are we going to cancel them? Just say, I'm just putting it out there. They hand it out in the crowd, hey? Did you see that? What? The, the, picture, the uh, piece of paper with today's chant. They handed it out in the crowd to all the fans. Jeez. But we saw it in the, the best place and the most Nashville. authentic is Nashville. And the group up in the 300 section, what do they call it? The jail cell or the, I can't remember what they call it now. Um, slipping. Nashville my... fans, help us out. Does Sam know, Sam know that or Max know that? Max will know. It's in section, it's in the 300s, but they're so good. And by the end, we, we kind of got it together, right? Our group kind of started piecing it together. It's like listening to a favorite song. You finally learn the chorus by like the end. The right? chance. The yeah. chance, yeah. Nevada residents Danielle Kang and N.B. Park made themselves right at home at Shadow Creek in the Bank of Hope LPGA match play at Las Vegas. Kang routed Albane Valenzuela 7-6 and six in the most lopsided match to start group play. Park got up and down for birdie to win the par 5, 18th to tie Jennifer Chang. Fifth-ranked Canadian Brooke Henderson fell one up to Jenny Coleman. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says the league expects full stadiums this season and players and staff are being encouraged to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. 30 of 32 teams have approval to safely open at 100% capacity before the preseason schedule begins. The Colts and Broncos do not. The sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you... Wings. Viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, Alan, the intern. He's running the Millennium Falcon back here. I don't really know what they do back here. I think Jordan runs the Millennium Falcon. Ryan does his thing. But Alan, the intern's doing something. He's playing my favorite song. Every single break, it feels like, doesn't it? But it's our song. It's our song. So anyways, Clark's not going to be with us tomorrow, so Alan, the intern, is just doing a resplendent job of producing the show today. Thank you. Um, 
got a couple things to say, particularly when it comes to the CFL. But we said we're going to start the NFL report, right? We started it on Tuesday. Yes, sir. It's gone over very well. So here's today's National Football League report. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says the league expects full stadiums this season and players and staff are being encouraged to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. So far, 30 of 32 teams have approval to safely open at 100% capacity before the preseason schedule begins. The Colts and Broncos do not, but are on a path to get approval before August. Uh, meanwhile, NFL executive vice president of football operations, Troy Vincent, said he spoke with former player and assistant coach Eugene Chung, who was re- who recently revealed that a team official told him he was, quote, not the right minority for a job during an interview. Chung, who was Korean American, did not identify the team. Dasha Smith, the NFL's executive vice president and CAO said the league is investigating. In other news, from the owners' meetings, the NFL approved a rule change for player safety, expanding the prohibition for blocks below the waist. Rosters for training camp were set for a maximum of 90 players. A cut down to 85 is due by August 17th, and a second cut down to 80 a week later. And the league and the NFL Players Association agreed to set a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million for 2022. I'm smiling because on uh, Get Up this morning on ESPN, they were saying, full stadiums, here comes the revenue, we're back. Right, the ceiling's going up here. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, the ceiling's a lot higher than what it was last year, clearly is my point. So yeah. good times in the National Football League. And the reason I say there's a CFL quotient here, I saw a tweet here from Bob Young this morning, the caretaker, the owner of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, responding, saying that those guys all put out their positive tweets last week in response to the negative press stories regarding the CFL season. That's from Bob Young. And it's sort of like the godfather here. We're trying to get out. We keep getting dragged back in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so negative. It's so toxic. It's so confusing. Because who are those negative reports? Are you referring to a rash? Are you referring to Justin Dunk? Are you referring to me? Because we're just explaining what's there. Right, Right in front of our face. We're reporting realism, not pessimism. There's a difference. And I don't want to get into these wars every day with what's going on. Bob Young, Mark Gowdy, you guys say whatever you want. I'll see you. I'll believe it when I see it. Mm -hmm. I know. That's all. It becomes believe it when you see it, right? You know, I want a roadmap, though, to be excited and making plans but it's hard, and unfortunately, if you wait too long to, to really, you know, guarantee something, it's going to be too, too short a notice to make plans. You would think. Right? It'd be really tough. But we aren't in June yet. We're not into June, so you've got some time. You know, I think fans need some notice to buy tickets and all of that and get their finances in order and, and everything else if they're going to commit to a season and travel and do all the things that we normally do. But, yeah, it's kind of... It's tough. We want to be optimistic and positive. Trust me, we want to, but we're trying to be realistic. And we want them to play. Of course we, we just, do. Just, can you just be honest? Uh, I've said it so many times. I don't want to say it anymore. I said I believed you last year, and then you didn't play. So that's why now I'm not believing it until I see it. I don't think that makes me a jerk. Robert in Winnipeg writing on the, from the 204 on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, not condoning what happened to Russell Westbrook, but come on. A bit of popcorn dumped on him. I've seen a lot worse in Regina Labor Day in Banjo Bowl in Winnipeg. Everyone's now soft as pillows. 
Deron was spit on. Do we not remember that? My God, did I jump to his defense? And remember that? Oh yeah. And that I was do. in our park. Deron Carter was spit on by a bomber fan in our house. I went on Winnipeg Radio and said that that guy should have been charged with assault. Imagine it's fun. Pan- it's fun in a pandemic, and you and you now it's coronavirus that you're spitting. That's like chemical could've, could've warfare. Could have killed him. Could have killed him. By the way, I'm coming up on CJOB Winnipeg Jets at noon here uh, after the break. Don't turn, don't touch that dial. How much time, Alan? Oh, that's Jordan now. Coming up next hour, uh, what do we got? Eric Engels from Sportsnet Montreal. More fun with you people, our viewers. You're watching the RP Show. We'll be right back after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.